The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Well, let's geek out. Let's get her going. Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. You know when you look at someone and wonder, what on earth do they do with themselves? Because you're looking to do better. So kind of a little bit like a mentor or someone that you might look up to and think, hmm, they can do it maybe I can too. Well, that happens with clients, with listeners, with followers and friends with me. I very often get asked about what am I doing? And it's been a bit of a constant throughout my career. And I'm really more than happy to share. Along with wanting to be inspired, I'm also asked so often about how do I do this? What am I going to do? I'm too busy, but I want to do better. How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, that speaks to me too, because I very often get stuck on how, how, how. So in the midst of our busy lives, there has to be a way to do things better without piling on an extra huge amount of stress into your life and creating a barrier to get you to where you want to be. So I've got some daily routines, some of which are non-negotiables and some that come in and come out, like just depending on the week. Not only because I have my daughters with me every other week, I've been divorced for about eight years and they've done that even though they're 15, 17, they still go back and forth between their dad and I. So every week is a little bit different around here. And then of course of late, while I've been discussing with you guys a little bit too, things have been a bit more stressful, but there are some things that absolutely have to happen. Now, I know that you've probably heard about different morning routines, well, any kind of routine really throughout the day, but what works for some people does not work for all. I am absolutely a morning person, so I cram everything in in the morning because as it gets more towards the end of the day, then I definitely more slope off. I do keep going until I pretty much crash and fall asleep in bed. However, I do get a lot of this stuff done in the morning. Now, as I've had more requests to know from listeners, from followers about what do I do every day? What was that thing I mentioned in a podcast or maybe on radio? Now, not that I love talking about myself all the time, but I thought an episode talking about sharing with you what I do most of the day and also some of the hacks of how I managed to pull all of these kind of things off. So that maybe too, you can start implementing some of these things for yourself with the understanding of what I do and also maybe what it could do for you. I want to geek out on maybe just a couple of aspects of the supplements that I take so that you've got a little bit of an idea of why as well. So today on Eat This with Leanne, what I drink, what I eat, the supplements that I take, and why. Oh, and like I said, a few of the hacks that help me keep these routines up day after day, week after week. Okay, so when did the word hack change from a negative to a positive? When did that happen? It's, I don't know. It's a funny thing, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because really? if you were called a hack, it meant that you weren't, you thought you were good at something and you're not, right? You're just a hack. That's right. All of a sudden now, a hack 
is a good thing. I see it all the time, all over social media. Of course, of course. Like, how can you, you know, make a salad? What's a hack for a salad? Or what's a hack for this? Or what's a hack for that? You know, I mean, of course, I'm going to talk about food, but there's all sorts of hacks out there. And my kids are now the, you know, the expert in, oh, there's a hack for that, mom. There's, you know, there's this kind of thing. And I'm like, really? Yeah. What what, what do I have to do now? Yeah. I'm and a, a lot of the time, it actually is a good thing, don't you think? I'm a little slow on the upca- uh, uptake, too, when it comes to some of the language that's used now through social media and TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat and all these different things. Think- My kids come out with these words and I'm think I just look at them sideways thinking, what language is that? Are we still talking English or what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. I, I sound old. I don't want to sound old, Leanne, but I sound old. I get it. I get it. I listened to my daughter the other day. She's just started working up in Muskoka for the summer. And she, I, I FaceTimed her and she was sitting on the couch with a new friend uh, that who she's working with. And the language that was coming out of her mouth was something that I just did not understand because she was with a peer. Who understands all these funky words that you're talking about from social media? And I was just smiling along going, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. hoping that I was laughing at the right thing at the right time. <laughs> you can't introduce a new friend to your non-cool mom, can you? <laughs> your mom sounds really cool. That's so great. I know, right? So if this is the first time that you've heard this podcast, then you may not have heard me say for about a millionth time to drink water first thing never. in the morning. No, no never heard no, that one. Don't my right? bunch of, you just blew my mind, Leanne. <laughs> Holy know. cow. Water? Since you've been holding what? on to this information for how long? I know, I've been holding out on everybody. Dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so there may be some new concepts for you, or there might be something that reinforces something that I've said in the past, and it sinks in deeper. Well, like we all know that it takes hearing something a whole bunch of times before you actually dive in and give it a go for yourself. And as Chris is making fun of me with this one, hopefully hearing this for the yes millionth time is that you're going to go and drink some more water today now, now, or tomorrow or any time. In your defense. It hasn't been a million times. I have been keeping track. It's only been 678 <laughs> times. 678. So we're, we're a little okay. shy of a million. So let's not overstate it. <laughs> okay, fine. But it's been more than once or twice. <laughs> so my intention for this episode is, is to inspire you and give you the reasons behind why I do certain things. And, and then hopefully from that, as we often do with different stories and what other people say, you might find something that works for you too. And there could be an answer in something that I say today, which, you know, has been an absolute game changer for me. And that might also impact your life. So a little bit more on those to come. Let's start in the morning and go through the day. So listen out for my hacks because they can work just as well for me as they do for you. Typically, I wake up at about 6 a.m. Whether I've gone to bed at 10 p.m., 9 p.m., or 3 a.m., my internal clock says 6 a.m., wake up woman. I'm not always a fan of this, but it's just what happens. And the other morning, I actually put the shades down in my bedroom because it's wall-to-wall glass, and I love watching the sunrise. So I typically don't put the blackout shades down. 
but I was so tired that I thought, let's give this a go. And I actually slept in till 730. I was so proud. I was so proud of myself. And I just, <laughs> I talked to a friend later that day and she says, I slept in too. And, but it was like 930, 10 o'clock for me. <laughs> like, you know, well, we all have our places where we, uh, where we start from. So anyway, I was actually really quite, quite proud of myself. Now, but because what me like, why did I sleep in that day? Because I blocked the light out. And while I love watching the sunrise every morning, it comes down to the circadian rhythm. And that's what dictates the sleep and wake cycle. And when I shut my blinds, my body responded to less light coming in and waking me up at 6am. So that's all to do with your pineal gland your melatonin switching off, and then saying, okay, good morning, it's time to wake up. Now, I actually like waking up early so that I can meditate before I get out of bed. Once I wake, I actually sit up, cross my legs in the typical posture. It's taken me a while to sit like that comfortably, to be perfectly honest. And I spend at least 10 minutes just focusing on my breath. Now, I have an intuitive coach and she helps me out on so many levels. And this was one of the non-negotiable things that she said that I need to do. So this was part of her insistence as part of my daily practice and everything that I do. Now, I'm going to say that I would like to do it every single morning, but there are some mornings where there's just not time and I got to leap out of bed and I got to go. So once I, I don't know how many, how long ago, probably over six months ago, I had to use a guided meditation. And I've been meditating for, I don't know, probably 20 years off and on. When you first start meditating, you think, this is ridiculous. I can't. There's no way I'm going to be able to do this. I can't just sit here and breathe. I'm going to fall asleep or I'm going to get bored. or I'm going to think of the shopping list or all the things that I have to do, which absolutely happens whether I'm sitting there listening to someone else speaking in my ears or I'm just sitting there on my own. Now, that was definitely a learned thing to just be able to sit focus on my breath, focus on the air going into my lungs and coming out. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not so good. But for about the past six months, it turns out that it's completely possible. And even though there's no distractions around, I'll be there for about 10 minutes. Next up, well, that's my lemon water. You've heard me say that one before too. I put a large glass of Berkey filtered water with about half of fresh squeezed lemon into it. And that goes next to my bed every night. If it's not there, it very often doesn't. And so I've learned that one. So here's your first hack is to go grab, if you like the lemon out of a bottle, that's totally fine. I much prefer the fresh. So I go and buy a huge bag of lemons and then I squeeze them all and I put them into an ice cube tray. That goes in the freezer. And then every night before I go to bed, then I just take one out of the ice cube tray and drop it into my water. And that goes next to my bed. Give it a quick swish, swirl in the morning. And hey, presto, there we go. I There's just, there's no squeezing going on before I go to bed. So that's a really good one to do. That's a hack. That's a hack right there. That's Isn't a, that a hack? That's a hack right there. That's a hack. You got it, Chris. <laughs> alert, now you can pass alert. on a hack to someone. <laughs> alert, alert, it's a hack. All right, next up, I do a workout. Maybe I do yoga or maybe I go for a walk of varying distances depending on what else I've done in the morning. I need to leave for work by about eight o'clock at the latest if I'm going to the office. So that totally dictates what I'm about to do. If I put my yoga, yoga mat out next to my bed the night before, I'm far more likely to get on it in the morning and feel guilty that I haven't. Uh, if I have my gear ready and my laptop in place, even more probability 
And there's yoga out there that's 10 minutes, that's 15, that's half an hour. So it totally depends because sometimes I pick up my phone and I realize I forgot to reply to an email the night before or send a message or something like that. And it just can't wait. But then it messes up my whole routine for the morning. So I definitely do that sometimes. I'll do yoga about three times a week, maybe a workout for strength training, maybe twice ideally, but probably once for sure. A walk has to happen unless one of my daughters takes my dog out. So that is going to be maybe a 10 minute walk, maybe a 15, 20 minute walk, depending on what I've got going on. That's when I get to see different types of birds or the chicks down by the water. There've been a few little ducklings down there, which are so fun to watch. I often listen to a podcast, maybe just listening to Chris and I giggle away sometimes just to check out what we've been doing lately and the genius things that Chris adds into this podcast. So I'm always keeping up with what, with what we've done. And maybe I'll listen to a meditation without just sitting there and closing my eyes as a walk. So that's a really fun thing to do too. When I get back from my walk, well, that's when I hit the shower. I will body brush if I have enough time uh, just to increase the lymph flow and to get rid of dead skin because the lymph needs to get pushed around. During my walk, my lymph is moving, which is helping to flush out all the toxins from my body. But then the dry skin, well, that hampers uh, detoxification as well. So it's actually really important to either dry skin brush or to use an exfoliation of some, some type in the shower. So I also do that one or the other most days. Now, my warm and cozy shower, that ends with a shot of cold as it will go water that is directed at my throat, at my thyroid, in fact. Now, you must have heard of hydrotherapy, oh right, Chris? Yeah, you, I've, you've I've heard, heard of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've, heard, then... you've heard of the sauna and then go roll in the snow. And then there's the whole Wim Hof theory where this guy just spends a long time breathing and putting himself into freezing cold water. And you think, why? 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 Well, what it really does is it is it puts your body under stress, but not stress like run from the bear or your kids are driving you crazy. It just really helps to clear out and drain all the stuff from your cells and really support your immune system. Okay, there's a real spread there in emergencies. You're either running from a bear. Yes, <laughs> your kids are driving you crazy. Or your kids are driving you crazy. I hope there's a few in the middle there too, but you went like from the extreme <laughs> left to the extreme <laughs> right. If you're getting chased by a bear, young lady, yeah. I don't yeah. know where you're living <laughs> out there with Daniel Boone what? or Please. something out on the river. But you should not be being chased by a bear. Well, we talk about that in the, which episode was that with Christine Matheson, the burnout one. Yes. Right. It's like your body is in spider flight. And I just say, run from a bear. I'm yeah. not saying, that, you know, where I happen to live in Toronto, there's any bears I'm running from ever. <laughs> Thank okay, God. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. You were talking about how you aim it at your your lymph nodes. Is that what you're saying? My thyroid. Your thyroid. Thank you. My thyroid, which is kind of like it's like it's like a butterfly yeah. around around your trachea, around your your, around yeah. your throat, yeah. and that just gives your metabolism a kickstart and the energy that I get from that. Now, please know that this is like not for the faint of heart. And oh my God, now I can do it for about thirty seconds of freezing wow. cold water without screaming, which is the first thing that I did when I tried this for a nanosecond. I'll bet you did because my wife started doing this and didn't warn me she was. So she's like, I'm off for a shower, you know, 
Well, Stop sure enough, guess. five minutes later, <laughs> comes out of the. And so I ran up there with my butt on fire, thinking, "Oh my gosh, she fell! Up. She fell!" I there's a there's a there's a bear in the in the in the bathroom. <laughs> a bear in the bathroom. Uh, and sure enough, she's like, "Oh, I just I just turned the cold water on." Well, why in the world would you do that? <laughs> Leanne said to try it. Leanne said to try it. Right. That's it. So she 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 had a heart attack heart attack because of the cold water, and I did as well. So you're in a whole other stress level yeah. as a as April's just like trying to collect herself and yeah. not like yeah. run out of the bathroom. I gave my own, I didn't collide. My own thyroid a shot. Oh gosh. So don't like don't jump into this maybe a little bit like April did or I did in in the beginning like seriously start with just like a little bit on your shoulder and then you know for a nanosecond and then just move it up and then just keep increasing and seriously this really took me at least 2 weeks to get to like 10 seconds where I wasn't like running right out of there so now when I get out of the shower the, the my neck and the whole front of my body is freezing I have not got to the point of sticking it on top of my head because then I'd really squeal again but it's like it's conditioning you can get there and I feel strong I feel grounded, I take deep breaths, and I know that this is just a moment in time. And somehow there's like a strength that comes out of this. Now, I don't know exactly what that is, but it does feel pretty cool. All right, so then I dry off. I use a natural oil or a lotion because my skin can get extremely dry and I really hate that feeling. So I use many layers of different skin creams. Aesop is a particular favorite of mine at the moment. That's an Australian product that go on my face. Then I use some tinted moisturizer, a little bit of mascara, some lippy, and then I'm off. I get my vitamins all ready probably the night before. Now, a game changer for me, which I alluded to off the top, has been including methyl B12 in my protocol. Now, I've done that for probably about a year as I found out that I'm not methylating. Methylation is one of the geek type things that I wanted to go into today. Now, Dr. B has talked about this on previous episodes. You remember that? word, long word, methylation, Chris? Yep. Yeah, I skipped right over it because I don't know what it means. Exactly. Right over your head because it's like, you know, and it actually took me a long time to completely understand what this is. So we'll take this as a little bit of an introduction and then let my loyal listeners, then you can let me know if this makes sense for you. And also if you identify with this, because it can truthfully be a game changer for your health. Okay, so first we need to know a little bit about what are called methyl groups. Now, a methyl group is one carbon and three hydrogens. You don't really know to know this, but for those geeks out there too, I just thought we'll go a little bit yeah, basic. Yeah, I didn't do well in chemistry. I was not my No. Yeah. I like I I I I know enough, but when it comes down to this sort of thing, it also goes over my head. So don't feel badly at all. Now, when a methyl group attaches to a molecule, or is passed from one molecule to another, it kind of acts like a green traffic light that causes a molecule to start doing what it's supposed to do. So the thing that's amazing about these methyl groups is that it's happening all over the body all the time. And nobody ever says like, hey, how you doing? How are you methylating today? Because <laughs> it on. just is not, because it's not something that we ever talk about or that anybody really knows about. 
Now somebody is going to go out there and say, hey, how are yeah. you doing? Are you methylating? Yeah. Are you methylating? It's okay today. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen me last night. Man, was I methylating. Methylating. Exactly. I was like And an you know what? If you're, if you were methylating like an all-star last night, then that probably means you don't have a hangover the next day. So it is important in so many aspects. So it's important for all the optimal functionings of pretty much every single thing that your body does. Now, when your methylation is going well, the process, it helps repair your DNA. It helps regulate your hormones, produce energy, protect against cancer, supports your detoxification, keeps your immune system healthy, supports a protective coating along your nerves, which are really important, strengthens the nervous system. And like, I could just keep going on and on and on. So you get the idea. This is why methylation is so important and why you've got to know if you are a methylator or not. You can ask your doctor to check it out with a blood test, or I found out actually through a more energetic test called EAV that between Dr. B and also Coach J, who's been on the podcast as well, then I now know that I've got to take B12 every day. Now, could this have been the reason for me getting crazy headaches and hormones for a really long time as I've been going through sort of the whole perimenopause type of thing? Quite possibly, because a lot of that stuff has eased. Now, about up to about 40% of the population has what's called a genetic defect in one of the enzymes related to methylation. Now, when you have a defect, it can affect pretty much everything. Fatigue is probably one of the most common symptoms or problems of methylation. Other symptoms, well, it's a pretty long list, but here's a few. Anxiety or depression, insomnia, IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, allergies, We talked about hay fever a few episodes ago, so it could have something to do with that. Headaches, including migraines, that's huge. Any muscle pain, the fact that you might have some addictions going on, digestive issues of any kind, multiple miscarriages. Now that happens so common, commonly to so many women or couples trying to get pregnant. Autism also falls into this. And then really, like I said off the top, the more mental health type issues that are going on. Now, poor methylation can also increase your risk for conditions like osteoporosis, diabetes, colon and lung cancer, birth defects, dementia, stroke, and cardiovascular disease. So why are we not talking about this more? Because it pretty much affects everything that's going on. Now, this common cause of the undermethylation, where you're not methylating and you're not saying, hey, I'm methylating today, I'm feeling really good. Well, that's a defect in an enzyme called MTHFR. Now, when this MTHFR is not doing its job, B2, 12, and folic acid are not actually bioavailable. In other words, they're not activated forms so that the body can absorb them and do what it needs to. MTHFR is the enzyme that's responsible for the process of methylation in every single cell of your body. Now, MTHFR genes mutations can cause people to not produce enough of these methyl groups of what I talked about earlier, and this becomes a really big problem. Not enough methyl groups means that the traffic light is not getting turned on to green in some molecules, which means that those molecules aren't being triggered to do the job that they're supposed to to keep you healthy. Now, I think with this, along with taking the B12 every single day, because that jumps the fact that I am not a methylator. So you can take B vitamins that are methylated 
So my body does not have to do that job. That's when a supplement really comes into its own, where either you hate fish and you're never going to eat fish and you got to take, you got to get that omega-3 into you. So you go and take a supplement. If you just don't really love fish or don't like buying fish or whatever it happens to be, whatever your reason is, and you still need every single cell in your body still needs those omegas and those essential fatty acids. That's when a supplement comes into its own. In this case, it's even more crucial because my body just does not methylate. So I take a methyl B12 every day. It's a spray, it's a physical product, it's available on spritright.com. And then also the liposome B complex liquid that I've talked about on many, many episodes, again, also available on spritright.com. Those are all methylated, which means the B2 that's in there, my body doesn't have to do anything with it. It can just take it in and it can do its job. Same thing with the folic acid. Taking both of these every single day for I don't even know how long, and these are my non-negotiables. I get these into me every single day because it's been a game changer. I take them the methyl B12 every morning and then again every night, and the liquid B complex goes into my glass of Kid Boost along with the Alka-C, and that goes in every day. Now, the benefit to this for me that I've noticed is that number one, Dr. B mentioned this, I can have the odd cup of coffee and not get crazy shaky. Not like be like, oh, what did I just have? And like my whole, I'm just like twitching everywhere until it wears off. I can also now have the odd glass of red wine and not end up with a cracker of a headache in the morning after just one glass. And my headaches have definitely eased. I'll still get the odd migraine, but I can definitely tell that there's a lot more stress going on there. So like I said, it's been a total game changer. I've also noticed that my mood is more stable. My energy is good and stable all throughout the day. My exercise recovery is better and I'm not stiff for days on end and sleep. I I don't know, just a whole bunch of other things, niggly things that I probably didn't really notice that have all eased. So it's a really, really big one to be aware of. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. Okay, so that's one of the big things. I also take a gallbladder remedy called GB40. Now, I take my own Take This by Leanne supplement line and also Physica, which is something that I learned about, a product that I learned about probably close to over 10 years ago. And it really tests out so well when I'm testing my clients and then also tests out really well on me too. So anything that I'm mentioning of what I'm taking is probably from either my line or the Physica line too. Now, the gallbladder seems to be my weak point at the moment. And when I get my headaches that just slice through the temple and behind my eyeball, that one is on what's called the gallbladder meridian. And that is more to do with like the acupuncture lines that you see when you look at one of those funny bodies and there's all these lines going everywhere. Traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture really talk so much more about this. Now, the gallbladder meridian just all ties into a whole bunch of symptoms that I've dealt with, as well as I also have, I'm going to call it a massage, even though it's really not a massage. It's neurosomatic therapy, and that works on the fascia of the body. 
now in my neck after I was involved in a, an accident a few years ago and I broke my ribs and cracked my neck when I was on a sailboat. My C1 is out of place and it seems to just really like being out of place. So I have a super stiff neck all the time and it's probably got something to do with my headaches, but those treatments really do help. And then the GB40, the gallbladder remedy that I actually take every single day, well, that really helps. Now, what are the implications of your gallbladder not really working properly? Well, you don't really digest so well, especially the fats. So the avocado that you love having on your toast, well, you're not digesting it so well. Any other kind of fats. Now, it's very, very typical for people who are not digesting their fats for their stools to float. So you have a poo in the toilet and then it floats. It's not supposed to float. It's supposed to sink. So if you see that and then you try and put toilet paper on top of it so that it gets flushed down. Not everybody else is seeing, you know, all <laughs> everything that's coming out of you. Then you could have a gallbladder issue. So I'm saying these things because nobody really, you go to the, don't go to the doctor's office and the doctor tells you these kind of things. It's when you're listening to something like this, you go, what? I didn't know that. I didn't know that was my gallbladder. What am I supposed to do now? Or for people that don't have a gallbladder because they've had it removed, same kind of thing. All right. So breakfast, well, that happens about 10 a.m. or so because I do intermittent fasting. My apples, uh, honey crisp apples are the best. Mm. And almond butter is my go-to. Sometimes if I'm, you know, somewhere and I just have to eat them, I have my cut up apple and I eat that. Or if I can, I smear the, uh, the almond butter right onto the apple. Now, the good fats that are in this almond butter has helped to sort out my really dry skin and also my hormones. Now, being in the perimenopause phase of life, I am 50 after all, where my periods have been all over the place, has helped to regulate my cycle. If you're not eating enough fat, then your hormones don't have a transportation system. So no matter what your age is, or actually what gender you are, we all need our hormones to be circulating around our body. So trying to think that you're going to lose weight and ditch the fat just screws everything up and also makes your skin really dry. So we need that for transportation. Around plastering all of this almond butter on my apples, I totally forgot to say that I have my Kid Boost in the morning, a scoop of that with some Alka-C, which has got all the minerals in it and the vitamin C just to help my wound healing. Not that I'm really wounded, but just all of the, everything to do with your skin, collagen production, and then also my immune system. And the liposome B complex, like I said, that always goes in first. Now, I've already had my methyl B12 spray in the morning with some other homeopathics as well. So that's a really, really good start to the day. Now, lunch, that looks like some kind of salad greens or wilted greens if I'm working from home and I pile an egg on top of that. On Sunday, I actually make four salads for the week because I work from home on Fridays when I'm recording my podcast with Chris. And all the greens that I get from the market will go into that. So it could be some spicy greens, it could be some spinach, it could be some romaine, it could be some beet tops and some beet greens. Or did you know that when you buy radishes and then you've got the greens on top of it, you can actually eat those and there's way more vitamin C in the, in the greens of a radish plant than there is in the actual radish. What do they taste like? What do radish spicy. greens taste? Oh, they're spicy, like the radish. Just, so. just like radish. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe even spicier. So it's actually kind of cool to take a few of them and and just rip them up and put them in there. It makes total sense, though, if you think about it, because onions are the same, right? You've got the onion and then you've That's got right. the green portion of the onion, which is, exactly. in my case, I find a little, little bit uh, tastier. Yep. And beets and beet greens, all the greens that shoot up from a particular 
plant that you're having or vegetable that you're having are total fair game. And they all go into my containers that I make on Sunday. Now I add in some nuts, some hemp seeds, I'll grate some beets in there. And, you know, just depending on what I feel like there could be some other seeds like sesame seeds, pumpkin seeds, or sunflower seeds. If I've got some leftover fish, well, that's going to head in there. Or maybe I make a bunch of six, six minute hard boiled eggs. I'm quite particular about that because I don't really love that whole dry egg yolk thing that's going on. So that's breakfast and lunch. Now there's always a few cups of green tea in there because it's a strong antioxidant and gives me a little bit of a kick in there and some extra hydration as well. And then after lunch, if I'm actually in the office and I'm at work, I make a half-calf espresso and I can almost now tolerate bees and the methylation if I have one shot of espresso and then fill it up with hot water and a little bit of my, you know, my alternative milk, I'll call that. Uh, I think lately I've been having cashew and uh, almond milk. And then I put that in there. And that's my after lunch little like pick me up to help me focus all the way through the afternoon. Sounded like a Starbucks order here for a second. You're losing me a little bit. I mean, we've got a we've got a a half shot of half calf shot of espresso mixed with water and almond milk. Is that what you said? Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. I only started to do the whole espresso thing because of what Dr. B said in our coffee episode. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause it, that, he said that, that he said, he said that that was the better choice to have. Yeah. And since then, then that's why I've been dabbling and doing all these different steps in order to do it. So I don't drink coffee every day. I don't need it. But if I'm in the office, then I definitely find that I I'm, I'm probably more tired after lunch because it's just a different environment than to being at home. So that's what I do. Now, if I have my girls, because like I said, they go back and forth. Then once I get home from work, then I'll make dinner. I always make enough on the weekend for at least a few nights at the beginning of the week. So let's take tacos, for instance. That's always a favorite to do. That taco meat can then be made into nachos, where I just am sprinkling that on top of some uh, some really nice corn chips, a little bit of a uh, little bit of cheese on top there, or sometimes I just add it to tomato sauce and top it on top of some gluten free pasta. I'm intentional about what I make and I add grated carrot and zucchini into the taco meat. So I've already upped the fiber. There's some veggies in there so I can ease off on the force feeding my girls a spinach salad, which sometimes can be a bit of a tough sell. Now, I drink definitely at least two liters of water a day between my bottle of water and also my herb tea. After dinner, I might have a piece of dark chocolate. I don't find that that keeps me awake. For some people, it does. And I've trained myself not to eat so late. And that actually helps me sleep better. Now, I don't really drink alcohol because I kind of just got into that habit. But uh, because, well, and also it kind of gives me this like warm rolling flash. I don't really get hot flashes, but I have a little bit of a of a of a warm glow, let's say, after I've uh, had a wine for a few nights in a row, if that's what's going on, or I've been out sailing and then we have a drink afterwards and that kind of thing. So it's not really part of my day today, but sometimes it's really, really nice to do that. But like I said, because I'm doing the B12 now and the and the methylated bees, then I'm not really getting and getting a headache nearly as much as, as I have. If you, uh, if you have a warm glow on, then I am going nuclear over here. So I need an awful lot of vitamin B12 to help balance <laughs> things might. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because my methylator is drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Let's let's just be honest here. Let's... Yeah, I think it might be. I think your methylation is just like, Chris, 
dude, I'm trying to show you all the signs here. And Leanne's just mentioned at least three things. So listen up, buddy, would you? If you if you looked at my body as like an, an office space, right? And there's the gallbladder working hard and the liver's down in the back corner there working hard and the kidneys are doing yeah. their thing. And then sure yeah. enough, there's the methylator showing up around 11 a.m., you know, with his sunglasses <laughs> on and a triple calf espresso in his hand going, oh, that was a rough night. <laughs> oh, geez, here comes the methylator again. Oh, oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. <gasps> All right. So before bed, will I also take more of my B12 because I'm doing that twice a day? I have a beautiful remedy called Heart Song Milia, which is kind of like a hug in a bottle and also something that's really helpful for my brain of all things. Then I take my 300 milligrams of magnesium. I've got my HPA axis, which is for stress. Remember, we talked about that again with Dr. Christine Matheson in the in the burnout. And that's got some some really great remedies in, in that one pill, which helps to uh, help just is helping to support my adrenal glands. Of course, I take my bio boost, my probiotic and then also melatonin before I hit the hay. Now, I don't need the melatonin for sleep, but it's also really good for my for my immune system. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm doing to keep my immune system really strong. I also take CBD every day, too. Forgot to mention that, which helps with the pain in my neck, literally. And then also I have a head tremor and it really is the only thing that seems to help. So I actually have a prescription for that and I take that every day. I do think as an aside, that again, during the perimenopause phase, it's really pretty common for women to suffer with anxiety or more worry and your mind just kind of spins out and you think, whoa, where did this come from? This is not me. This is not what I'm really like. And the CBD can really, really help. Now, I just wanted to quickly say, as well as all the things that I am doing, what are the things that I realized that I maybe want to do a little bit more of? Now, I thought about this as I was driving home from work. I was listening to a podcast and I heard the mention of a book that uh, that the two authors who were being interviewed on the podcast were talking about. And I thought, you know what? That's something that I'd like to do more of, to give myself the time to read more. And I don't know if maybe it's just how I learn. I like listening. I like watching. I'm more of a watch a video type of situation or listen to something while I'm, you know, making dinner in the kitchen or while I'm driving home. So maybe that's just me. But so far, the whole reading thing, but reading before bed does not happen because I just get really cheesed off that I have to read the same paragraph over and over again. And then you get a bit dozy and then you, you know, and then like, well, what was that? That was a really good bit. And then, and then it just, you know, I think it's actually been a New Year's resolution for me for years and years. Now, one more hack that I want to leave you with is to set your vitamins out in a place where it makes the most sense to you. Now, I have my melatonin. It's just a spray next to my bed. My GB40 is next to my lemon water first thing. So I can just take them all at the same time. All my homeopathic remedies, I've got Lymph 3, it's called Adrenocode is another one that lives by my kettle because that's the way that I go out to take my dog for a walk. And those kind of things just really work for me. If I put them all in the drawer, they do not end up in my mouth or in my belly. So that's kind of how it goes on around here. 
Now, one thing I'd really like to encourage you to also look at before we close off for today is I've talked to a few people of late with one of my free 15-minute choose a supplement calls. I offer that. You'll find more information in the show notes on leannephillipson.com. And people that I've been talking to lately have been suffering with different symptoms and issues for years like years, and the doctor can't figure it out. Well, I've been there with my head tremor and they say, sure, you could take this pill for something or another, which is nothing related to a head tremor. I think it's genetic and it's been passed down. But, and the same thing with headaches. There's no rhyme or reason for it, but do I want to just, you know, kind of limp along through life with this? No. So, and I also don't want to take pills all the time. So I really suggest that you seek out a functional medicine doctor, someone like Coach Jay who does testing, a naturopath like Dr. Christine Matheson. If you're in the U.S., then definitely search out Dr. Davis Brockenshire. He is an absolute genius when it comes to health because there are these different ways of looking at things. Like when was the last time you went to the doctor and they said, "Mm, I wonder how you're methylating. Like it's just not necessarily on their radar. It's not how they practice. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with it because man, are they really important in helping us through so many things in our lives. But it's these more subtle things that are going on that can be game changers for you too. I really want to encourage you to take your own health into your own hands to a certain extent. Don't go against necessarily what your doctor is saying, but have a discussion with your doctor. Is there anything else that you can suggest to me as my doctor that I can look into? If they don't have anything for you, okay, great. Thank you very much. And off you go and you go and find someone else. Because the things that I've heard of late on these 15-minute choose a supplement calls, I just shake my head and I think, how on earth have you managed to live this long like this? These things are life-changing and life-inhibiting in actual fact. Ask more questions. Ask more questions of me. Reach out on social media on SproutWrite or Leanne Phillipson handles on all the social media platforms. Send me a message through SproutWrite.com or LeannePhillipson.com and I'll see what I can do to try and help find you somebody who will be able to help with whatever issues you've got going on. a slightly different podcast today, but I just thought I'd I'd jump in and and answer some of the questions that I get asked so often. And I hope that from my story and what my day kind of looks like, and every day is, like I said, a little bit different, that there's a little something in here that you've managed to pick up that can help you too, because that's why I do what I do is so that I can empower you to take a next step to, you know, do the one mouthful at a time thing and get yourself to a place where you really want to be. Reach out anytime, share this podcast with anyone who you know might benefit from it, or actually you don't even know, just say, hey, why don't you go and listen to this? Last week we breezed past over 100,000 downloads and as Chris said, that doesn't even account for anybody that's streaming it. So there's definitely impact happening, which is what I'm truthfully so excited about. So thanks so much for being along and thank you to Chris for all of your genius that you put into this podcast too because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you and me together. And please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. 